Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. Today, my guests are legends in underground hip-hop, Sadat X and El Sensei. Both men got their starts in rap groups in the 90s, Brand Nubian and the Artifacts, respectfully. And they've also released solo material. In 2018, they joined forces for an album called XL. In this episode, we talk to Sadat X and Elder Sensei about why people should take pride in doing a hard day's work, why they never listen to their critics, and their new album, XL. How did you guys come together and decide to do a joint album? Now, three years ago, you guys dropped the We Must Stand promo single. Um, why did it take so long for XL to drop? Well, one part is, uh, you know, we both was, we was busy. I mean, we both moving, trying to, you know, keep the households going. So, you know, we was moving around. You know, we did a lot of things and we changed a lot of things. And, you know, we wanted to do it right. So it just took a minute, that's all. And, and because of that, that what made us, you know, Get better songs added for to the album. Uh, a lot more. We got a few more features for the album, so it was a blessing to get to. You know, not say take so long, but with uh, you know us being both being in groups and um, you know having solo projects and, and just life in general. Yeah, it, it, that's you know what took gave it a little bit longer to take to get to do it. But the we must stand joint. Yeah, we 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 um you know leaked that one because. Uh, you know, we knew it was probably not going to be on the album, so we might as well give the people something, and we leaked that one. Okay. You mentioned being in a group. Um, how was doing this album different from doing an Artifacts or a Brand Nubian album? Well, you know, um, it just, well, first of all, it was done with different people, you know, uh, as opposed to me doing it with Poobah Jamaica with L. And um, I think I... Uh, you know, we, we just sat down together. It was it was it was more of us sitting down and doing it together. You know, um, in fact, you know, studio is the studio. You go to the studio all the time, so not too much is going to vary on that. And it just was different that you know instead of doing it with Pooh and Jamal, I was doing it with Al. Were and and we we all work different together. Whether you know it's me and Team, you know, it wasn't so much so different. It was just more or less. Just the sitting down part, and you know, it wasn't that hard. You know, we sat down, pretty much played certain beats, and we all we looked at each other like you like that. I'm like, cool. I just went with it, and it wasn't that really that hard. So, you know, only thing I would say different is the person sitting there in front of you, like you said. It's not so much a different thing. We in the studio all the time, but when you, you it, no matter who it is, you have to have some kind of chemistry with this person. So, us doing the song together. Pretty much help 
you know, that part. Because, like I said, we already friends, but we never did music together. So this was like, you know, I think with us also knowing each other's music and knowing what, you know, where we started from, how going to New Rochelle, you know, with me and Team, you know, to get to this point, you know, the only thing different now is that we know each other more and just doing the music part is like something that we respect each other as, like me as far as a fan and student, more or less as a fan, you know, itself. And likewise, no doubt. The song Three Rounds to Spar with Bumpy Knuckles stands out to me. Um, how did that joint come together? Yeah. Fresh. God made me an MC, I'm so blessed. Niggas saying that I'm underrated, but who's 
graduating. Niggas who can't rhyme, for real, about mine, nigga. Hip-hop is my music, and you mad because I'm mad because you misuse it. So I bitch and moan on this microphone. Two eights tight together on whatever the song is on. For all you how to rap for dummies type first niggas. This rock got a spit shit came first, nigga. I got a voice like no one so that I can relate. And more bars than Queen's house, so how could I hate? And to my boom bad baby brother, Elder Sensei, if they fuck with you, I show them my chin plate any day. Now, three rounds is far bars training. Hells up, sounds rough, hard Now, three rounds is far true gladiators. Get back to writing, get your bars tight. If it's beef on beats, we hit the heavy bags. If it's beef in the streets, we bring the heavy bags. Cause we all heavy handed and demand to come in. Never scarred by far. Got three rounds is far. Somebody better call security, it's about to be on. Okay, Al, on the first verse of Copy That, you said, need a thick skin because this shit will ruin your critics, the consumers, to the labels that be screwing you. Um, can you go more, more in depth with that line? I I'm intrigued by how critics and consumers can ruin an artist. Yeah. 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 Uh, y'all know we've been doing this shit for a minute. A lot of y'all got questions. But a lot of y'all trying to figure out how we still in this shit. Made me pause to get a candy act. Mm. Pitfalls, dips, and troubles on the planet rap. No complaining, just mind straining and poly time. Rider planning our itineraries and body rhymes. We dedicate this to followers when to do release. Because your patience to get it is needed none the least. Learned a lot from every LP I shipped out. Now it's full grown and marketing tools are pimped out. In every interview, I ask to give advice. We all get a chance at the wheel, even twice. Need a thick skin, cause this shit'll ruin ya. Critics to consumers to the labels that be screwing ya. How to balance daddy minutes in between grind. Hard to say goodbye when they know it's hard time. We superheroes of music with identities. High style energy, reinforced chemistry. You all deserve heat. Horns over beats. Words to compete and hurt in every city street. Copy that. Recommended on the spot of the night. We live ride. Shit official when you need it right. You all deserve. Well, you pay attention too much to certain things in this game, you will fall victim to the, uh, you 
good job. You know, because you're spending your time paying attention to one part of what, you know, thing that's supposed to help you. And, you know, or you got somebody you think is going to help you. And like I said, the most, the hardest thing to do is put this music together and then put it in somebody else's hands and you not know what's going to happen. You know, that's exactly. the greatest fear for an artist. That's the greatest fear for an artist. When you spend so much time, you know, it's not easy sitting up trying to get these thoughts together to make these songs and write these lines and then to give them to somebody you not know that is going to be having the same care with them as you took of making it. You know, there's a lot of things that come with that. You know, you got to swallow a lot of pride. Because it's going to be that person ain't going to care about it as much as you are. And you got to sometimes watch that shit go to the lead, the side. And you really, you know, so you get your hopes up, you get, you get, a, get a lot of hopes up, and you get a lot of promises, and sometimes it just don't always turn out the way you want it to go. And how do you deal with that when that happens? Sadat, on the song That's Life, you say, the new music is okay, but then the groove's off. Explain that line. Follow no timetables, yo. Take the snooze off. This new music is okay, but then the grooves off. This is deep science, like the massacre of Fort Defiance. I've always taught self improvement. So when you wonder where the groove went, ask this new movement. Some I see, some have faith, some will die. According to the laws I apply, in the way I live by, this is my land. I want the best part. Not only do I want your mind, I will test hearts. Whole food, fresh starts. Keep the body pure. Health so I can face and endure. Then hunt playing small game. You can only go so far with a small aim. Money and all fame, it drives us. When this thing here survives us, the legacy is to my grandkids. I want them to be proud when they explain what your man did. That life, that music you believe in. React right, try tight, you be needing. We put together in verse, and no forgiving that work. Three experts with no need to rehearse. That life, that music you believe in. React right, try tight, you be feeding. We put together in verse, and no forgiving that work. The music is, is okay, but the grooves are. Like, I hear a lot of these songs, and it's music, and it's in and their and it's songs. But, but I don't hear the soul in a lot of songs. I look for the soul. And a lot of these songs just been taken away because uh, people feel that it's one way to make songs. You don't hear songs with horns no more. You know, you know it's, it's just like I feel, and, 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 and that's just my, 
my opinion, of the music that I like. Maybe these young kids, they, maybe that, that's their soul. But to me, I don't feel the soul in that music. Why do you why do you think like where's the soul? Why do you think it changed? Because for, uh, for a lot of kids don't know about the soul. They wasn't taught that. You understand? Like I grew up in a soulful household with Aretha Franklin, James Brown, uh, Re- uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Songs R and B songs that didn't have a rap part in it. These songs these kids grown up where every R and B they song they've heard damn near has a rap part in it. So that's where it's sort of And, and they, they, you know, they don't know how to, you know, the songs we had grew up to, was, you were taught to, you know, talk before you just like, you know, you hear these songs today, they like, they just like, we smash it, whatever. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no drama to it, ain't no imagination to it, so none of this, so it's like, you know, these kids want instant, go, let's get out, you know, get it popping. So, you know, we, we're also taught from, from my elders, you know, it's hard to teach these kids stuff because now we look at it like, oh, uh, be quiet, old man. Like, you know, but no, man, like, yo, for real, it's not be quiet, old man. I'm trying to really, really, really show you something, but if you don't want to listen, and just like all things, if they don't want to listen, they start doing shit on their own, and it's like, it's not getting out of control, you know, and we don't want to listen to them because we look at what they're doing, so it's like, ah, little dude, and he's like, ah, old man. So all through years, no one of these, none of these kids was taught, you know, how to do the hip-hop. We was brought up doing, so it always looked like we mad at them. But rather, if they had enough sense to sit down and understand, like, it started at a young age. Like, my son now, 15, he knows a little bit of everything, at least the first, the ropes of the rules. And we got a lot of cats, and like like ex said, in their household, their mother and father ain't teaching nothing about the rules. So the kids is having kids, grandparents become grandparents, and they watching the kids and having the kids. <laughs> so everything backwards, you know, ain't nobody teaching them nothing. So they just all over the place, and that's how it is with the music. Man, that's 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 deep, man. I could I could go deeper into that because that that's something that really bugs me, like. Um, I think it was Peter Rosenberg. I saw him say one time that the kids that listen to Wu Tang, he said the kids that listen to Wu Tang have never listened to Curtis Blow. And I said that's kind of not true because I was raised on Curtis. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of backwards. I don't believe that because I listen to Wu Tang and I listen to to. Uh, to, to Curtis Blow and it's a lot of it's a lot of Wu-Tang is, is, is my age they not you know what I'm saying right, so right. I don't know how you equate with that yeah I, th- I think he was it's like, it's like hip-hop is like going to school man like I have to really do like I sit here with my son and I give him hip-hop homework like he, I, he's sitting there right now playing the Death Jam Vendetta game only because the rappers is on it. <laughs> and he he know about the game since he was a kid. He found this game again on some simulator in his, in his, on his computer, but he downloaded the game again just to play this game again because he has the music on there. This dude is like, you know, but he's, I'm giving him stuff to study. But if you don't show these cats that, like, he can know about Wu-Tang right now, but at the same time know about NWA. But that's just as far as I take him. 
yeah. as deep as I let him go. Because if I don't let him know who Curtis Blow is, just as much as I don't let him know who Ben Bada is or the Cool Herc or, or Grandmaster Cash, if I don't let him know, like, without deep people doing this, this wouldn't happen. Daddy wouldn't be rapping. <laughs> Not my friends uh-huh. wouldn't be either. So it, it's really just giving them the knowledge to understand before you know about Wu Tang, you got to know about this dude right here, Curtis Blow, and Super Rhymes, and all these dudes in order to know that. So when you take your studies and your studies go take you in the world a little bit further, you'll know this part of the game because somebody told you. Mm-hmm. Not so much somebody, all, all everybody's going to learn on their own. Uh, I didn't, I, I, we had guys for our music with Molly Maul and Mr. Magic and, and Red Alert on, on the prayer. So that's how a lot of kids learn too. We got to do them the same way. Word. You know, I was, um, about a year ago, I was at a Jay-Z show with my, my cousin and he brought his son. His son's like in his early 20s. And um, he told me, he said, J. Cole's the greatest rapper of all time. I said, what, make, I said, what makes you say that? And he said, I like all of his songs. I said, okay, it, it takes more to be the greatest than you just liking his songs. And I told him, go back. Go ahead. I said, go back and listen to, you know, older stuff and then come back and tell me what you think. And he said, what should I listen to? I said, go back to Melly Mel and Kumo D and then go up to your Rakims and Canes, right? He said, I ain't going back that far. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, seriously? He's like, if he ain't going back that far, then that's where he's going to be stuck at. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's where, that's when the thing gets messed up. That's when you get stuck. I mean, he, in order, you got to go further back. You have to. But I don't understand this defiance. Like, I ain't listening to that old shit. No, it comes from somewhere. We He respects Jay-Z. But I said, you know, Jay-Z comes under Big Daddy Kane. Like, you you got to listen to Kane. You know? But I, I just... That's, that's, when, that's when you can... That's when you can attack him, for real. But like, yo, like, you know what? Sit down real quick, real quick. I'm, I'm going to play you something. So, uh... You go and play original flavor, and you play Can I Get Open, mm-hmm. and you can and you can play, you know, a lot of old stuff that wears like you know here's C J Z in that time frame, and will bug out all the way he rhymes back then compared to now, and be like, who's that? Who's that? Like yo, that's your man that you like now. Mm-hmm. This is what he did here in his past, and it wasn't necessarily what he's doing now. Word. So, you know, when, when you can do that with kids, because they're old enough now to understand and Wu's ain't been around so long in so many different divisions, I can sit there and play him like, oh, this is all of Wu-Tang right here. But then, you know, he's watching the videos, but then I got to tell him, like, yo, see, that first dude, you guy got to rectify himself, and that got to rectify himself. Raekwon got one by himself, and those three got one with him by himself, but he messed with Raekwon two together. So like, that, that'll blow their mind because they're like, well, okay, so it's like, you know, your favorites like your favorites before you knew who they was your they favorites too. Mm-hmm. So every, everybody come from somewhere. But if you don't want to take the time out to learn, all this shit is like school, man. Right. It goes deeper than just, you know, who you see right now. They'll tell you, you know, look at Jay-Z interviews. He'll tell you who he lived up to and I just came. Wow. But when they see them names, they'll be like, well, who the hell is that? Like them the same names you know. Yeah. But if we don't, but if you don't want to know, where you do come from? Because like they look at Kumo D and know the Kumo D with glasses. 
But if we tell him, like, yo, look, sit down, right, real quick. We'll play this B Street movie, and they see him with the Santa Claus hat on, and we're like, who's that? And he's bugging, he's rhyming, like, that's cool with mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, oh, yeah, then you play, listen, the first first battle, and I remember, remember listening to on the radio, and it's, it's cool with this and Busy B. Mm-hmm. And, and that got to be known, because people won't know that, you know, they was in the club where Cool Moody called him out. First battles, anything, and you can hear Busy B to shut up, shut up, shut up, take his mic, all that. You you ain't gonna hear that today. You know what I mean? So yeah. those are those are lessons they need to know. And a lot of a lot of that defiance is based on these times because it goes more than just the music. These kids are, are openly defiant now. When I was young, I was taught if an adult tell you something, you listen respectfully, even if you don't agree with it. You listen respectfully, and, and, and you and you move on. These kids will argue with grown men. You didn't do that Word. when I was young. You didn't argue with a grown man, because a grown man might take the side of your face off. See, these <laughs> kids know now. They know that an adult can't touch me. They know this and that. Another thing that did that is this social media shit. See, back in the day, you couldn't tell a man you was going to punch him in the face. And then you see him and nothing happens. These kids go back and forth on this on this on this uh, Instagram shit talk about when I see you, I'm gonna do this or do that. Back in the day, you said you was gonna see somebody. When you see them, you better have your hands up or they're gonna punch well, you. Yeah, you your be ready. <laughs> be ready. These kids know that and, and see what happens is they throw that like that. That's why these kids can go on and make these songs about, yo, I got a thousand grand or or this or that, I can go out and kill somebody. Back in the days, so if you wrote a song about that, somebody might want to see that. Yo, you got a thousand grand, won't you sell me a hundred of them? Or you <laughs> That's what you tell me? You front when you said that? You know what I'm saying? So that, 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 a lot of this game is based on now the bravado, what's on TV, what it appears to be, you know, this and that. But like that, that that's because it's, you know, and that's the yin and the yang of it. You know what I'm saying? Like the internet, it's been a good thing. And then it's been a bad thing. You know, has it been a good thing? far as taking the the, the, uh, the art to a, a universal form now to be reached everywhere, but it's also got people believing that they can do some incredible shit. You sit in your crib and write you a song about killing somebody, this and that. You go out in the street and believe that shit, then you just self rock. Right, and then be like, then when it's over, like, oh, oh, it's real, yo, it is real. That's the one thing yeah. these, kids don't, these kids think this is like the video games they play. And it's depicted yeah. in real life, and these kids are on drugs. You know they on they on a lot of more they on a lot more drugs than when we were coming up, and it's like it's going backwards. So these cats are doing drugs that you know older dudes doing back in the day. Well, we could tell them like, yo, well, you was a thing, bro. Like we we were telling dudes like you, they do get high on more than just weed now. So you know that that's a whole another thing we too. Like I said, you had the attitude of you Superman. Ah, shut up, old man. Like, that's where we at right now. <laughs> that's where we at. <laughs> On the song on the job, you talk about your struggles in in like the workplace in the job world. Why was it important to write that song? Legal. We all want the ego. If you ain't in the bubble, you face 
trouble. Go get us, yeah, I know the greatest the boss considers. Those are resume, point another day. Carnet is not that cable man is fucking with the bounce downstairs. The grades in my hand, show wisdom, stress, success, duress. All things above, this is done out of love. I should have been a lawyer, no, a Georgetown Question, guys. Um, who would you say the XL album is made for? Uh, well, I would people say like you. Yeah, yeah, people like you. I would say that's what's made for people. People that have a little bit of knowledge of themselves and have a and, and, and have a plan in life. People that are, are are not stuck in this in this fantasy system. That's what I would say it's for. Yeah, and I, and I just ask everybody, you know, when they tell me they got the album, I just ask them what what feelings do they get from the record? Because I 
know how I feel when, when I hear it, and I know we both know how we felt when we was making it. So of course, you never know what it's going to turn out to be in the end, but you just work and work and work. And so I just ask the people, like, how do they feel when they hear it? Because with every feeling you're getting of joy and, you know, like, oh, relief, like, oh, my God, this shit sounds just like I thought it was going to sound like, or you wished it was going to sound like. So that's my question to people, like, how it makes you feel. And if it does give you that feeling, we happy because that was the job we were set out to do. Okay, guys, thank you for joining the RealHipHop.com podcast. Thank you, brother. All right. Salute. Peace. The Real Hip Hop MCM and DJ from your own mind, you know. I just right now, we should start the show.